So hi everyone, my name is Aisha and I help coaches with their video marketing to get them more visible on social media without having to create single pieces of content every single day. Hello and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host Obehi Ewafo and I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now let's get started with this episode. That's interesting. All right, Aisha, tell me, you are currently connected uh, with us just now uh, from Pakistan, Islamabad, correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there are some people who do not know much about Islamabad or even Pakistan. You know, now we are in a global village. Everybody is connected no? to the grid, whether you are from China or from uh, US or from Nigeria uh, or from India. The moment we are connected to the grid, anybody is welcome. But that's, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that everybody knows everybody. So now this is your opportunity to sell Pakistan. Tell us what is beautiful about your country and your city. We are interested in your story. There's a lot of greenery. And if, if you're interested in nature, I think Pakistan has a lot of natural beauty. And our northern areas are very, very famous for tourism. All right. That's cool. That's cool. So lovers of nature, they are welcome, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, tell me a little bit about you. Uh, were you born in Islamabad or did you, were you born in another, in another part of the country then you come to Islamabad? Yeah, I was born in Haripur and we shifted here three years ago. So how has the experience been for you? Is this something that you like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's good. All right. It's, now, it's capital city, so yeah, everything, opportunities, everything is better here, mm-hmm. which is the reason why we shifted here. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, now, how did you get started into uh, started with the video marketing? You want to say anything about that? Yeah. So that's the interesting story. I started with uh, freelancing. And my story started when I was in my university doing my software engineering and I needed to um, financially uh, support myself. So I started looking for options. What are the ways I can start earning and support myself? So one of my teacher told me the freelancing websites, you can learn a skill and try that. So I started with uh, Photoshop, learning about Photoshop, Illustrator, After Effects. Then I you know, got into animation, motion design. And for the past two years, I'd say I shifted from the freelancing platforms to um, providing a full-on service of video marketing for coaches. And now the service includes um, the video strategy, getting people to record those videos, send them to me so we can edit them and then distribute them on their social media. So it's a whole package for anyone who's busy and they don't want to spend their energy on social media. They'd rather spend their time doing their client work or other tasks that need their their time and energy. So yeah, that's a good deal for them. 
Mm-hmm. All right, that's good. And how do you do the shooting of the video, or do do they have to shoot the video and then send it over to you for the editing, or do you also do shooting of the video? No, no, I don't do the shooting part. So what we do is we have a strategy call. We discuss the content pillars, what kind of videos they want to make, and the topics, the script, everything, and then I guide them throughout the video recording process if they need me to and then they record those videos and send them to me so you never have to maybe use a kind of um, a long distance recording because i've um, interviewed some photographer who are even using a uh, long distance uh, um, shootage of, of photo where maybe the client is connected uh, via uh, a software and from there, they can shoot the, the, the picture then, and then edit it and they will see it come and fine. I really find it to be interesting in that, like I said before, it, the world is becoming more and more connected to internet. So we can do a lot of things that we usually have to do because now you are in Pakistan, I am currently in Italy. If we were to meet physically to, to make this discussion, either mean that I need to travel to Islamabad to meet you or you have to travel to Italy where I am to meet me. That is going to be very costly. It's going to be very expensive to do. I'm not saying it is impossible. But now, uh, with a click of a button, we are already talking. And it appears yeah. as if maybe we are in the same city. You see? You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, in a, situation like, like, <laughs> in a situation like this, we are still recording ourselves. By the time we finish with the editing of this video now, we appear as if you and I were in a bar talking, or maybe in, a, in my studio talking, you know? So I'm looking at the possibility that maybe you could, uh, if, the, if this is something somebody could also inculcate in their marketing, where they can shoot the video in a long distance or shoot the photo in a long distance. Of course, if it is a, a test-based content uh, that you don't need the person to be physically there. What do you think about yeah. that? I think that is a fascinating thing. If there are softwares they can use to you know, capture the photos for them, um sitting in whatever part of the world so yeah that is really fascinating i think if any client who is not that um technical with with the use of um phone and they want me to handle the recording part i would have to look into that but for now because it's short form content and it's it's the the reels are going to be used on social media i don't think many clients have problem with shooting from their phones you know so i haven't tackled that issue yet uh-huh. when you say short form are uh, you talking about maybe like a two to three minutes five minutes video um no, it's and it's 30 des- to 60 second videos you see on Instagram, Facebook Reels, YouTube Shorts, uh, LinkedIn, these these videos that are on social media platforms. Although uh-huh. YouTube is not the uh, social media platform, but still YouTube Shorts as well. Mm, so you also do YouTube Shorts? If if they need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you feel Maybe about the experience? I, I do the social media part, but if they have like live videos or uh, podcasts or um, coaching calls uh-huh. they need to repurpose we then 
split them and use those as leads for all those platforms as well. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the experience looking at, at it as a kind of a business model that you are that you are running on? Because now people, uh, they shoot the video wherever they are, they send it to you, you edit it. Of course, they pay you your money because it's a, it's a service that you are ready to them and it is, it is good. I mean, how do you feel about this as a business model? One of the things that I really love about it is how much convenient it is for others. Like, I always wanted to have something to offer that made a real difference in others' lives. So that is something that I'm really proud of to to have an offer that takes off a lot of things off their shoulders, off their plate. And yeah, I am planning to scale it later next year. I've got one one editor with me for now, but for for scaling it up, I I do plan to add more people. So for for the editing part as well as the distribution part. How do you embark on the distribution? You have to uh, go to the web uh, to the social platform of this uh, client and put the materials there, or you finish it and send it to them. So they have to put it up, uh, put it out themselves. No, we do it for them. Mm-hmm. So right. they share their credentials with us, mm-hmm. and we do it for them. Mm-hmm. So all they right. just that... have to shoot the videos, and we do all the rest. Mm-hmm. All right, that's great. That's great. Uh, it's is the is a beautiful part of of the time that we are living in today. In that, um, <laughs> with the click of a button, a lot of things can actually be done. I also find something fascinating that you were talking about before uh, in that uh, you have a kind of um, uh, a pre-meeting with them, a talk, of course, maybe like a Zoom call or Skype or where you discuss with them on how to maybe structure the, or how to take the video because you are not there yeah. with them. Uh, I want you to tell, uh, tell me something about that. How do you go about that to know, maybe to decide what kind of video they are going to shoot and then they, they shoot it and send it to you. Tell me about that. It's part of the strategy. For for example, if we are doing uh, the videos for the whole month, we are, we are planning the content for the whole month, right? So we look at the content pillars. If they have already a brand strategy in place, that's very, very helpful. We see who their target audience is, what are their pain points, and what is the solution that particular person is providing. So we divide that into three categories for the know, like, and trust audience. So they have someone who don't know anything about them. So we have content for that. For someone who who has gotten to know a bit about them and who has a bit knowledge about that topic, we have the content for them and then for the hot audience that is ready to buy from them. So it's all three contents. And we mix up the educational content, inspirational content, and the promotional contents, all three of them. And I also have some uh, prompts for for videos that I share with them if, if they feel stuck somewhere or they need new ideas. So I give them those prompts that you can use these to create some extra reels for your social media. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for that, Daisha. Um, another thing I'm trying to understand is, um, do you also maybe use storytelling uh, in, as a, a part of your marketing strategy uh, for your clients? Uh, you will see here written on that, that everyone has a story to share. We do believe so much that everyone really does have a story to share. And we also push this one to a lot of businesses that if you're in a business, you need to use story because there is a lot of noise out there. You cannot simply be replicating what every person is doing. Otherwise, you are just a number. But if you have yeah. a story, because our stories are unique as a business, that can make a lot of sense. So do you use storytelling also in your video yeah. marketing? If you do, how do you do that? So for me, storytelling, I mean, I, I love the concept. I'm really, really intrigued by it. Like the power stories has on us and how we react to it. I have, uh, I think the past, this 2022, I have spent most of my time learning about storytelling, reading books, taking courses to get better at, at the storytelling part. And I do feel like whenever you get on a call with your client and you ask them a question, I notice how they're responding to that and what is the what is a key key um, feature in, in their in their style of telling that's that whole uh, process that could be used as their story and I help them and encourage them to to you know use their story more and and have this um, what do you call it um, mindset to go with storytelling format instead of just uh, throwing out what you do. Have you had some clients who maybe do not yet understand how to uh, structure their story or how to lace their story into their marketing in a way that it can actually make them to stand out? Because that is what it essentially do at the end of the day. Because if everybody just say, me too, me too, me too, uh, it's going to be difficult to sell. But if everybody is having a unique story, because all of us are not going to be the same. My experience is different from your experience. But because you have a story, I have a story, then we are always going to be differentiated by our kind of story. But of course, uh, some of us might know this from the get-go, but there are many people who do not know this from the beginning. That is why we need to learn. That is why we need people like you who are doing the marketing, who are helping people to strategize in how to do the marketing of their product. And in this case, listen story into it. So the question is, have you uh, maybe seen some clients who do not yet know how to use story in their, as part of their marketing? And when you do see them, what do you do? So the clients that I work with are mostly six-figure coaches who are already, um, you know, uh, have products and have an audience and doing well on one of the platform that they have picked, but need to be more visible on social media and dominate the social media with organic marketing. So most of the time I do not have that issue because they have their brand strategy and they really know who their audience is and they mostly have a story already. But 
even if there are some people who like the most struggles i have seen with my clients are that um they said that we don't know the right words to say that you know they have the story they write it out but you know you have to take out the hook you have to see the things that are redundant you take them out and you help them structure it better you know and another thing i think maybe people also need to know because in this podcast we did a lot of we did a lot of time with people who maybe are starting out in business so that they need all the strategy they can in, in how to do their business better and in most of the cases uh, these are, are probably um uh, content creators or people that are in the digital uh, content create uh, creation environment uh, so when we talk about user story uh, in their in their content marketing now or in their content creation or maybe using video uh, a lot of them have opened their ear they want to learn everything they can <laughs> so uh, because you are happy businesses so make better return on investment it is important that uh, we know more than they do in some of the cases let's say in most of the cases because uh, if your client, um, if you are not able to to bring value into their package, it's going to be difficult for you to price your service. All right. So what I am really driving at is the the target audience. Simply, for example, there is a client who come to you in Islamabad, and this client want to know. Uh, they don't maybe target their audience very well. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you help them to be able to target their audience in a way that? Uh, the product, the content that you are creating for, they can resonate with their audience. That is actually what I'm trying to understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So first thing, I try to work with international clients. I don't work with uh, local clients for many, many reasons. And, and to answer your question, um, how to get them to understand their target, target audience, right? Yeah. So, so um, I have few templates that I get them to answer those questions and to see how they are reacting to things and how they are um, listing out who they are going to help. You know, and um, most of the times when people are trying to um, help someone they most of the time have been through that process the people that they are targeting they have been there uh, for one time so when you get them to explore a bit more do a deep research about their work and where they started from it becomes easier for them to see who they want to uh, serve and how they want to go about it I don't know if I'm being clear about it. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. You are clear. You are clear about it. I, I get that point very well. Um, now, you are helping people to get more visibility, correct? Yeah. Okay. Now, how do you get more visibility yourself as a strategy for you to promote your business and be visible out there? Remember that you didn't call me for this interview. I called you because I see you somewhere with me. Uh, your marketing strategy, whatever you are doing, is working. Otherwise, I wouldn't find you. <laughs> that is already a plus. So help us understand it. What is your 
a marketing strategy for yourself to be out there so that people can know that you can work for them? Mm-hmm. So I started posting out on social media a few months ago. Like I was busy with client work and I wasn't doing any marketing for my own self. And I hired a coach two, two months ago and I got really serious about it. Like I want to attract the right kind of people and don't want to be stuck in, uh, you know, the the client work only. And I want to focus on my business as well. And that helped me tremendously, tremendously. And yesterday before our call, I just had booked a, a client and I was so happy. I said, oh, let's get on a call. I'll, I, I'm already very happy about it. And then somehow it, it, it didn't happen. So I am coming up with my own podcast where I'm going to interview coaches and women entrepreneurs who are killing it with video. And my first episode is coming out on 30th October. <laughs> yeah. And uh, for marketing part, I have been posting out content on Facebook mostly and LinkedIn and connected, connecting with the right people like my target audience and, and providing value to other people in, in groups and in comments and, you know, trying to become visible in front of the people that are my target audience. Which is which is the way to go when you're starting out on social media for or organically, you know. Yeah, right. Thank you for that, Aisha. Now you did say before that you don't work uh, with local uh, clients; you work with international client, correct? Yeah. I wanted to expand on that. Why? <laughs> so I didn't have very good experience working with local clients, and. The other thing was, I don't think the the clients in local area are, um, you know, um, ready to hire someone for for a high ticket price, and most of the time they would uh, go with full time um, jobs. To, to hire people to get them to do full-time jobs. So they were not my target audience. And I wanted to work with women, especially, and coaches, women coaches. So I started looking for them online. And yes, I have found my people. Uh-huh. And why did you choose the specific audience that you are um, serving today? Is there anything responsible for that or is it just by chance? Um, so one thing is that my life changed when I, I worked with my coach and another previous mentor who guided me throughout. And so that was one thing very, very special to me that coaches have a lot of impact on others life and they have the moral responsibility to be visible like when i was looking for a coach myself i used to read the read the posts or watch their videos and see which one resonated with me who understood what problem i was going through who i connected or resonated better with 
And if a coach is not um, putting out content for their target audience, they won't be able to find them, the right people who are already looking to solve those those particular problems, they won't be able to find them. So I thought what better way to serve uh, the audience than coaches who I am already impressed with. And being a woman, I mean, it's it's natural to enjoy working uh, with women. So, all right, yeah. All right. I, so if you have a, a client now who is me, I mean, you are not going to work with him. Uh, is that what you mean? <laughs> no, 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 no. I meant that uh, I personally feel more connected with other women. So I was mostly looking out for women coaches to uh, when I, I when I was looking for a coach, I wanted to work with the women, you know, and that that's what my personal preference was. I do work with. Uh, other coaches as well for the services <laughs> i just mentioned that i prefer working with women coaches all right that's fair enough that's fair enough all right now uh, for some individual out there there might be uh, right there in pakistan or in india or in nigeria it might be in us or in china who are getting started and they want to uh research their audience so that so that they can be specific on this type of people as clients uh, so that their message can resonate with these people because if you are just there now try to serve everybody is going to be difficult now yeah. for this individual who are trying to uh, niche down that is the word uh, what do you want to tell them as a kind of advice because you have passed through the road before i would advise them to um, look for things that matter to them as well as um, what kind of work they want to do and then look for the industry that they are really really you know interested in for example I could be working with doctors I could have been working with real estate agents I could have been working with real estate agents who are mom as well you know Niching it down, so so you have to see um, the the people you want to work with, the industry you want to work in, and then if you further want to niche it down, you can look for the um, what the attributes, the values that you connect on with people, and then create a new market from there. All right. Now, I want I want your take on on this. I don't know what you have to say about it. I'm talking about collaboration with um, brand and influencer in video marketing. Is this something that come to you? Is this something that uh, you like to say anything about? I have no experience about this, and I haven't tried looking into it, so I don't have any idea. All right. That's fair enough. Now, in your video marketing. Uh, when you create video for uh, for your client, is it that sometimes you, or is it that in most of the cases, your clients need to stand in front of the camera to talk about it, even though it is 30 or 20 minutes, 20 seconds, sorry, uh, or is it video where they don't put their face there? Of course, that touches another point now because not everybody wants to be on camera. 
So that is where actually I'm going there. Do you do talking head video or yes. um, do you sort of uh, do a composition of content there? I don't know, it can be text, it can be images, it can be uh, stock footages. Uh, so tell me I about that. How to, did, yeah. I used to do that before, like for someone who don't want to be on camera, I used to do that. But now my target audience is those those uh, coaches who are visible and want to multiply their visibility. They want to be on camera. They just need direction and need um, help with editing and distribution. So now I just do the talking head videos. But which one is easier for you? Is it a talking head video or the or the, the composed uh, video where the, the 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 person the client is not in the video which one is easier for you to create a kind of your personal experience um i don't think it's about ease only i feel that um to be able to more to be able to have more impact you know to ha have more visibility it's crucial to be present on video that's that's the best way to connect with your audience, the best way to build the trust factor with them. So even though people are doing uh, videos where they are not um, on camera and they do have impact, but if someone wants to start and they want to have uh, a brand, they want to have a visibility, they want to have an impact, the fastest way to go about is through uh, being on camera, connecting directly with your audience. So that's why I do prefer working with those clients. All right. And uh, what about the search optimization SEO? Uh, how do you build that into your into your content so that the content can be searchable? Because not everybody is relying on Google. Google is the god of the internet. So if you put the content out there and people cannot find it in search. And that is going to be defeating the process itself. So how do you bake the, the SEO into your content? Help us understand that. I do, I do make sure that we, we have already done the keyword research and try to optimize the, the content for, for SEO for that specific uh, audience. The SEO comes into play for TikTok most of the time. In, in short form content, because on Instagram, or even on Facebook, um, when you create content, you have to keep creating content. And it's not um, normal for people to watch videos from four or five years ago, right? But the way it works on YouTube, YouTube is a searchable platform. TikTok is also a searchable platform. But the other social media platforms, not so much. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, say maybe, for example, you want to recommend um, a strategy for people who that are just getting started in um, content creation. Maybe in this case, they are using video as a, as a uh, format of their content. And what would you recommend for them so they can be successful in what you do, in what they do? I think the most important thing is quality. Um, the what you are talking about in video and how much value is it providing them and being consistent in doing that. You would get results, you would find people, your own community, and they would be interested in what you do. 
All right, I like that. I think they are they have written down the consistency because it's not easy. If you have been doing it for um, for a number of years, you understand that it is not easy. Uh, but if you are not consistent, you are going to be defeated very easily because there are a lot of people out there. So it's good that we remain consistent in what we are doing. All right, yeah. thank you so much, Aisha, for the time. Uh, now, I want you to use these few seconds to promote what you are doing. Let people know more about you. How can they connect with you? Where are you visible? So they want to do business, they remember that Aisha does this. So I'm visible on Facebook and LinkedIn for now. Aisha Sultan, A-I-S-H-A-S-U-L-T-N. And I help coaches who are already visible on social media, but want to take this to another level, multiply their visibility and be consistent with their content without them having to create video content every day. And so what we do is we get them to shoot the videos and we handle the rest of the things. If you are interested in getting more details about this, you can reach me out on LinkedIn or Facebook and I'll be happy to share those links with you as well. Now, what would be your final thoughts to conclude the conversation that we have had today? Maybe that is something you wanted to say I did not ask you. So go ahead and do that to conclude it. So I have loved talking to you. As I told you earlier, it was my first experience getting on a podcast and it went really well. Um, I would love to know more about you and talk more about what you do the next time. All right. Thank you so much, Aisha. It has been a pleasure talking to you. It has really been a pleasure. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate and review Obehead Podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remain Obehead Ewafo. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you in the next episode.